Are you ready? Yo. It's time, time to separate the men from the boys. boys. And get down to the business of sport right here on the world famous Ginger's Perspective. Hello and welcome to Football 2 Plus 3, exclusive to the Ginger's Perspective. And I'm thrilled to announce the Premier League is back. We've been waiting some time for it. Yes, we had the World Cup to uh, enjoy, but the real business is back. The best league in the world is back and the best supporters in the world are back. It's the Premier League and just something to whet your appetite as we kick off this Friday. Manchester United, Leicester and then of course Newcastle Tottenham. This is something you might enjoy. All right. Um, I had a bit of a long drive yesterday and uh, it was through the night and I was not good, but I kept my mind going by uh, coming up with a little song, especially for our new signing. <laughs> Hope you like it. South of the equator, Venezuela, a young lad was born, a young lad was born. And now he's back in the Premier League, Newcastle fans are all intrigued, and he's still used to it. We've had no cash, we're barely surprised, not the first time that Mike Ashley's lied. So he searched and he searched for a deal that would work and improve our Newcastle side. So Rafa brought in Rondon, did a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son. Rafa's brought in Rondon, done a deal with West Brom, get yourself a goal, son. <laughs> North of the equator, Gallagher, gotta hit the tune, gotta hit the tune. Drinking Bruno, run the clock, vodka, trebles, alcohol pops, you will get used to it. Had no cash and were barely surprised, not the first time that Mike Ashley's lied. So we searched and we searched for a deal that would work and improve our Newcastle side. So Rafa brought in Rondon, did a deal with West Brom, grab yourself a cool son. Okay, so that's Dan Metcalf, I assume a truck driver from Newcastle. Uh, putting his music competition, composition skills to the test, and I quite like the tune. Rafa's brought in Ron Don, did a deal. Mo Suleiman, how are you, my friend? It's uh, that time of year again. It's that time of year where we've taken a break. Unfortunately for us, we don't do a World Cup podcast, but it's a catchy tune, eh? Yeah. Jordy to come up with something like that. Rafa's oh. brought in Ron Don. I like it. It's going to be singing that all day. It's going to be stuck in everybody's head <laughs> for the next couple of days. All right, so uh, let's get straight into the, the nitty-gritty, if you like. Um, transfer window closed prematurely uh, because the clubs voted on an early one. And, and what do you make of it? I mean, do you think uh, this is the way forward? Do you think it's here to stay? What did you make of the transfer window closing the day before the Premier League kicks off? You know, it works. It works out well for the Premier League clubs to an extent, though. Because like Spanish and Italian teams can still sort of buy from English teams or Premier League teams. 
So, I mean, what if they unsettle a player? Then what happens? I mean, you're going to sell, but you can't really sign someone uh, on a, unless you loan. I think they allow loan deals to go through. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think so, that means you can't, you can't buy a permanent player. That's not good. Because yeah. take yeah. the whole Pogba situation. If Barcelona are really interested in him and United end up selling him, they can't replace him with anyone. Imagine that happens. I mean, you guys are already incensed with your club. And Mourinho has uh, cut a gloomy figure, if I can put it that way. Um, you didn't get your central defender that you wanted. Imagine if you sell Pogba now. Yeah, we'll probably be in the championship next year. <laughs> well, let's hope not, because the Premier League, dare I say it, needs Manchester United. And you guys... Mourinho, more likely. Well, tell me this. Is Ed Woodward saving money so he can pay Mourinho when Mourinho resigns? No, well, they would have to only pay him like twelve million pounds if he were to resign. Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think fans are split a bit on this decision. I'm, I'm of, I support what uh, Edward has has done mm-hmm. because if you look at some of the targets Mourinho wanted, you know, twenty eight, twenty nine year olds, uh, Alderweireld's turning thirty, and then it just became like desperation when they were linked with uh, uh, Gordin yesterday. Yeah. Diego Gordin. Why? Why would you want to go? And then William also. Why would you go for older players when you've got young players that can do the job? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. You know, but Maguire, I understood he had a fantastic World Cup, but from what I've read is that United could have signed him last season for 15 million before he went to Leicester, and yeah. they passed up on that opportunity. Yeah, and he had a good World Cup, and all of a sudden, well, I mean. He's- Case in point, Yeri Mina. You guys were linked with Yeri Mina. You had the opportunity to get Mina and Andre Gomez through the door on loan. Uh, and you turned that down by the looks of things. Yeah, well, they wanted Pogba in return. Yeah, but that would have been a fair deal, I think. You reckon? <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I mean, uh, Yeri Mina is like, with all due respect, he's a tall dude. He's got height on his side and he scored a great goal against England to force that uh, extra time. But, I mean, how good is he on defense? I mean, you know what I mean? I think there's holes in his game. Andre Gomez, we, we saw him up close when Barcelona played here at um, at the FNB Stadium. You know, and, and he's a, a solid player. But they don't rank anywhere near Pogba. So, I think it would be bad business. But at the same time, it depends how desperate you are for a central defender. Yeah, they are actually quite desperate. But I reckon if, if sort of maybe uh, Eric Bailly can get over those injuries... And Lindelof can settle a bit. I think United would be okay. Yeah, you know, they've got enough cover. They've agreed. got some decent defenders. If you don't count Smalling and Jones, then they're, they're quite decent. <laughs> Your English defenders—you don't like them, do you? No, I do like them. Certain defenders, but not Smalling and Jones. They're horrible. <laughs> All right, let's talk about this transfer window because, apart from Manchester United, who didn't get um, their central defender, you got Fred for forty-seven million pounds from Shakhtar Donetsk. There's a bit of a Brazilian feel to this transfer window. I mean, Yeri Mina, I know he's Colombian, but Richarlison to Everton, 35 million. Philippe Anderson to West Ham. Fabinho to Liverpool. Fred to Manchester United. Alisson to Liverpool. Jorginho to Chelsea. There's a bit of a, you know, South American, Brazilian, sort of Portuguese feel to this whole transfer window. Maybe some English clubs, maybe they were like, uh, they got them on special, like, you know, buy one Brazilian, get four free. Or... <laughs> well, I, I think they're quality, most of these players. If I look at this list, I mean, the interesting one for me was that Everton stole the show. And there's even rumours that they've submitted 
a uh, a deadline day. The deal sheet is in for Kurt Zuma from Chelsea to take him on loan. How many players does Marco Silva want? Well, look, if you if you looked at that Everton team from last season, they needed a lot of players, eh? But, I mean, they spent big. I mean, Jordan Pickford, Sigurdsson, you know, they had some decent guys come in. For a long time, they, they, they always, they, they, they sort of bought wisely. And I think they've splashed in the last couple of seasons. And they've been busy. Yeah, they have, they have. Sometimes it could work against them. Eh? I mean, if that group of players don't click, Everton will be in deep trouble. Well, I mean, their, their spend has been massive. It really has. Incredible, um, incredible. Um if I look at uh, I look at the names on here, you know they did three on deadline day. They still could get Kurt Zuma in. Interesting one. Obviously, the, the, there's the reun- reuniting of Richarlison and and Marco Silva. Um, you know, so it will be interesting to see what happens at Everton. But now the pressure's on, and and obviously Everton have new owners. They've got a new director of football who's spent uh, a lot of money getting these players in. There's quality to see. So we'll have to wait and see. But I must say, I still think. In terms of the title challenges, uh, Manchester City are still, um, I would say, head and shoulders above everyone else for that title shot. Just because they've got in someone like Riyad Mahrez, you know, they've just like got that experience. Sergio Aguero looked good in that Community Shield. I know it's early doors, but mm-hmm. the only other team potentially who can challenge them, and they've also spent big and they've got their business done early doors, is Liverpool. With Alisson coming through, uh, Nabi Keita, I'm excited to see him in action. And, of course, you've got Fabinho. I mean, there's some serious talents to add to what Liverpool already have. Yeah, look, Liverpool did spend quite a bit. But it's been an interesting spin. I mean, they, uh, Jürgen Klopp strengthened that sort of spine. New goalkeeper, because, I mean, I'm sure he, he, he could see that Carius wasn't going to work out. Mignolet mean, was dodgy. And then, you know, Keita to take over the Steven Gerrard role. So they've done good. And then, obviously, Shakiri. I mean, he's got Premier League experience. And, look, he's not... A player who starts every single game, yeah. But with it, he's an impact player, and he he will do the job. As much as it grates me, I think that they would probably be City's biggest sort of title, right? Uh, you know, come close to City. Yeah, I think you know people have um, been talking about you know Chelsea and you know, but there's been there's been a lot of unhappiness at Chelsea. I mean, look at Thibaut Courtois just refused to train. He forced his hand, forced the Chelsea hand. And uh, then they signed uh, Kepa from uh, Athletic Bilbao. I mean, £71 million for a goalkeeper. Chelsea, I feel, are a team at sea, but still can't be written off. Yeah, look, they were they were also a bit desperate in terms of their situation. It's never a, a, an ideal situation, but, I mean, why would you want to keep a goalkeeper that doesn't want to be there? Rather sell him off, get some money, bring someone else in. Yeah. Uh, and... Look, I feel that Chelsea are going to struggle a bit because they, they they didn't really sign that many players. I mean, they still stuck with Morata. Yeah. I don't think he's he's at the level of Premier League striker. I don't think anyone wanted him. But they do they do still have Hazard, so I think in that sense they'll be they they, they still got a good core. It'll be interesting to see what their manager turns out. I mean, with Napoli, I think he's always been a, a manager that was challenging for the title but i don't think he got them over the line yeah Jorginho obviously also is in the mix there chelsea so it'll be interesting to see how they go um tottenham hotspur uh on the flip side of it they yeah. didn't spend any money well i don't think they could afford to to be honest i mean they had a 25 million pound bid for jack Grealish, who's a talented but wayward player um from aston villa 
I don't think that they actually needed to sign anyone, considering you look at that squad, and despite Manchester United's pursuit of their defenders, um, I think that Spurs squad is pretty solid. They are, but you, you always need fresh faces at the start of every season, you know, to push on. And I think that's Spurs seem to fall short of that every year because, you know, they've got players that play that role and then, you know, there's no real challenge for them. Nobody pushing them to go further. You know, like Harry Kane, who's really pushing him as the number one striker for Spurs? Yeah, no, you're right. Not really, other than that, not, nobody else. Yeah, Same with Dele Ali, you know. And also, what would probably work against Spurs is a lot of their players were involved in the World Cup. That's true. So you sort of need a bit of rotation because they're going to be missing a lot of key players, injuries, etc. But you can't tell me Spurs got no money to sign players. Daniel Levy is the shrewdest man in football. Yeah, but they spent, what, a billion pounds on a new stadium. doesn't you know. matter. Now they're going to turn into the next Arsenal. So for the next <laughs> 15, 10, 12 years, they're going to just, you know, finish in the top four, sometimes miss out. You know, you've got if you want to be a serious title contender, you've got to spend a bit of money. Let me let me ask you let me ask you this and talking about Arsenal, I mean, do you think they're going to do something this season? They've got a few signings, uh, a new manager in Unai Emery. They've got a few uh, new faces who could spice things up a little bit at the Emirates. Yeah, I think look, definitely Arsenal will be. They're going to surprise a lot of people. Um, they've, they've, they they needed a new manager, a fresh outlook on things. And he's not, you know, he's not just a run-of-the-mill any guy they picked up to manage the club. I mean, he was at PSG. He's managed high-profile players, and um, even when he, he proved he could do a job with a smaller team with Sevilla, I mean, they were like, how many Europa leagues in a row they won? Yeah, yeah. And under but he, he could work within a budget, so he fits the bill, and he looks, you know, he might do a lot into trying to revive some of those players at Arsenal who were, you know, maybe losing interest in Wenger's methods for too long, same sort of methods, and you need a change. Let me uh, ask you this. I mean, of the the teams promoted, uh, Wolves have done some business. Cardiff you mean ha- Portugal B team. Yeah, exactly. They've done a bit of business, but Fulham have spent uh, quite a bit of money, and I I think that they've done some good business. I mean, they've they've um, they've spent over a hundred million pounds, um, but it could be interesting to see how the 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 cottages go this season. I mean, they've spent that money because they want to stay up. They don't want to go down again. They understand what it is to have Premier League status. And it's good business by them. I dig Fulham. I like Fulham. Yeah, I, I must say I like them too. I usually don't like too many London teams in the Premier League, but I like Fulham. Well, I mean, I mean, you've seen that History Channel, the documentary with Alfie Allen, the guy from Game of Thrones, the guy who had his, um, you know, bits cut off. Um, anyway, it was a great, great documentary. And I mean, Fulham is one of the, the, the one grounds that still has those old seats in brilliant yeah and and that's what you like about you know since there's no more going to be there's no more stoke in the premier league yeah it's nice to have a club where it's you know sort of compact and difficult to beat them where you know on any given day maybe a top four top five team would go there and battle and struggle to get a win that's right that's right okay um let's get into the, the 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 fantasy side of things first before we look at some of the fixtures um quickly Last night was fun. We did. Uh, it was my first Premier League fantasy draft, uh, and a couple of us got together. Tadiwa basically put it all together. She's uh, one of our fearsome Manchester United fans, uh, but she 
which was quite cool, was got us into the draft, and it was exciting, man. I enjoyed it. Uh, yeah, look, doing it's sort of a draft is something different. It's not your normal way. You take three weeks to pick your team. It's it's a fantastic initiative by the uh, by the fantasy Premier League, yep. where you know you've got a group of players, and you can only only one. Each person can only choose one, uh, a player once, so nobody else can have it. And it works in rotation and stuff, so it makes you think about how you need to play in your team. Yeah. At, at one point, I didn't know if I was going to have any forwards. Everybody <laughs> snapped everybody else up. Yeah, it was, uh, it was very cool because you get a minute to pick your player. Uh, when your term runs around and then you're like scrambling to go down the list of 400 odd players you're like oh my word who's this you know okay cool and then you're like i need to defend oh i need a goalkeeper and so yeah, it was great fun well, the nice great thing fun. Is there's no budget so you're not you're yeah. not restricted but if everybody's been all everybody picks the man city guys before you you're kind of in a jam well i did get aguero so i was quite happy with that oh. Aren't you lucky? Um, all right, so we've got to remind um, remind you that you've got to pick your team now, today, because yes, the match is tonight. Manchester United at Old Trafford against Leicester. Um, I think it's 9 o'clock kickoff tonight. You've got to pick your team now. So while you're sitting at your office desk and you're like looking around to see if the boss is watching, quickly pick your team because tonight yeah, you have to. to you don't want to lose out settle on that starting team for tonight yeah it starts all over again yeah so don't uh miss out tonight uh, as i said manchester united leicester city fred in uh, possible debut territory but no valencia no rojo no dalot no herrera and matic all out um so we have to wait and see but Jamie Vardy and Harry Maguire might not feature straight away tonight because of that World Cup commitments. But I'm thinking, I look at this one and I go, Manchester United should at least be targeting three points here. I mean, Mourinho knows he's no stranger to the Premier League. You've got to get three points and get off to a good start. It's vital to, to get the, the season underway with a win. But I can't see United based on those performances in the preseason. I know you can't really take a preseason uh, too seriously. But the team just looked disjointed and they didn't look comfortable with each other. Maybe they, they would scrape a, a win, but I think tonight is going to be a draw. I, I think that the team is not yet complete without all of their World Cup players yeah. and um, a lot of injuries. So I, I think I'd, I'd be happy to take a draw. Okay. Oh, look, I mean, remember last season, you guys were flying. Four nils were all over the shop, and we were like, oh, here we go. And it just didn't quite fire from there on. But enough about Manchester United. Uh, I just don't think you can write off Mourinho just yet. Um, Saturday. December. <laughs> exactly. Saturday, Newcastle, Tottenham get the proceedings underway. Um, then Chelsea are in action against Huddersfield. You've got uh, Wolves against Everton. That will be very interesting to see. That's the late kick of Saturday. But Sunday, all eyes... Oh, will, yeah, the big one is not Liverpool, West Ham or Southampton, Burnley. It's, in fact, Arsenal, Manchester City. Now, that is a cracker. So, I think there'll be a lot will be revealed there. But you're going to see the same City, you know, the quality, well-oiled machine... And Pep Pep has uh, quietly been confident about his team's performance. So they've got a trophy in the bag already. Um, can Arsenal do anything to upset this Man City machine? I think Arsenal might just surprise a few people. And that's a nice thing about having this fixture early, is that you know they it could help them. If they were to beat Man City, it would give them a lot of confidence going forward. And I think I, I'm going with an Arsenal 2-1 win. 
Ooh, that's going to be very interesting to see. Only because I hate Man City, but... <laughs> of course. You're allowed to say that. All right, so um, it's important to remember you've got to get your fantasy team in now. Get it done uh, on your coffee break quickly. Put that starting 11 together because you don't want to be that guy that misses that first round. And especially if you're in a head-to-head league, um, you could be in trouble early doors. So you don't want to be that guy um, or girl. Uh, because we do have a lot of uh, girls playing fantasy football, which is great to see, and uh, often they trump the boys. So it's on. The pressure's on. Good luck. Get stuck in. Pick your team. And uh, it's so good to have the Premier League back. uh, Mo, uh, marking this event, what is your prediction for the title, and who are your picks to go down? Very quickly. Why do you do this to me every year so early? Well, we got well. It's just because then I've got evidence to go back and say because you called City early doors uh, last season and they went on to win the title. I'm gonna say evidence to win the league. Wow. Okay. <laughs> That's um. Well, look, it's not it's not a sprint, is it? It's a marathon. Yeah. So. Now, on a more serious note, I think it would be between City and Liverpool. Yeah, I, I'm going with that. I think City. Liverpool, and then United, Manchester United, I think, will finish third. That's my, my prediction. To go down? I think the likes of Cardiff will struggle. Yeah, I think Wolves, so. You know, all those signings that they've made might might be a bit, uh, might be their own downfall. And I think maybe Southampton would probably go down this season. They, <laughs> they managed to scrape by last season. I think this season they their time might be up. Yeah, they can't continue relying on the academy, you know, those young players coming through. I think I think Cardiff, for me, would be a team in trouble. I think Huddersfield are a team that um, might just run out of gas. Um, I think, um, yeah, I, I think Wolves, I, I might just do it. I think Fulham will stay up. I think just because they can be nice and compact and they've got some quality uh, that they can draw on. But I think Cardiff, Huddersfield and um, Southampton will be in trouble. Uh, let's hope it's not Newcastle United, as we saw in December last year. They were struggling. But anyway, we've got to leave it there. So you won't go down. Well, if we can hold on to our manager, Rafa Benitez, and Rafa's got in Rondon, did a deal with West Brom. Get yourself a goal, son. We'll be all right. Anyway, let's leave it there. Mo, your parting words? As always, be champions. There you have it. Thanks for listening. It's the first one of the new season. Let's see if our predictions come true. Good luck to all the Premier League fantasy managers, and uh, I hope you enjoy the football. We'll chat to you again next week.